Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. And a huge thank you just for being a part of our podcast community. That means so much to me, and I love that you take the time to listen to our show. Of course, today is Wednesday, so it's time for your listener questions. And Scotty G joins me, and we get some great questions. One great question is from a group coming over from the U.K., and they're going to do a mom's night out and a dad's night out. So looking for some fun ideas. We give them some thoughts for that. We also talk about using Rider Swap in case it's your first time using that service at Walt Disney World. We get a great question about where, where's the blankets at the Walt Disney World resorts. They've all disappeared over the past five to seven years. Now it's just kind of sheets. What do you do if you're somebody who gets cold at night? We talk about that. Also, where's the Monte Cristos at Walt Disney World? We know you can get one at Disneyland, it uh, blew by you, but what if you want a Monte Cristo at Walt Disney World? Where do you go? This and much more coming your way on today's show. Don't forget our show is always brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. We'd love to help you plan your next Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney Trip. And don't forget today, the Walt Disney World packages for 2024 are now available with Disney Dining Plans. So if you're looking to head down to Walt Disney World in 2024 to swing by the magicforless.com today, Fill out that free no obligation quote form. If you mention the Be Our Guest podcast, you and I are going to be working together on that trip and it's going to be awesome. So check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click supports everything we do throughout the year. It's beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest podcast. You make all this podcasting possible and I love doing the show. So thank you so much for that. And our patrons get a bonus show called Mike in the Midwest. So if you'd like to get in on that, come on over patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2,295 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Wednesday to you. Hope you had a great Memorial Day weekend here in the States. And if you're listening outside of the United States, hope you are having just a great week. And we are here together around the podcast player thing. I wish we were just gathered around the fire at Illuminations, but that ain't happening right now. But maybe someday we can all be gathered around World Showcase watching an awesome nighttime spectacular, whatever the next one will be. But until then, we're here to answer your listener questions. And we're giving the ladies the day off today because, again, we recorded on a holiday, so I had to go to my brother from another mother. I can always count on him, your friend and mine. Hashtag Scotty G. What's up, Scott? Happy Memorial Day as we record. Happy Memorial Day, Mike, and happy Wednesday to those listening on the feed. And yes, Mike, you said you can always count on me, but man, did I have so many technical issues today. But that's why I have backup, you know, technology. I have a backup laptop. The the my OG my my OG system, as you will, um, came through today because my newest technology wasn't good enough today. But I'm glad we we're able to get things rolling so that we can continue the Cal Ripken streak and get another episode out. So we got to do, I'm going to come, got to get it to that number. You know, it's uh, in the 2600s we're, we're closing in, you know, knock on wood. I'm very superstitious. So not going to talk about it too much, but always want to have a show out there for you to listen to that is worth your time. 
But real quick, I know that you spent a little time in the UP in the Upper Peninsula. For those of us not from Michigan, I'm not, but I just like to pretend like I am. So uh, just give a, a couple minutes of uh, highlights from the past weekend. I know you hosted one of our BR Guest Podcast friends, Marlesa, up there. Yes, so we hosted Marlesa from New York City. So it was jam-packed. Like, we really didn't, like, have much downtime, which the Upper Peninsula really is all about downtime. It's, like, a big, like, camping area. There's not a whole lot to do. There's huge forest, like, beautiful, like, long, winding roads, things like that, places to relax. But we were just on the go, go, go. We went to – um we went to Mackinac Island for the for the day. It was so Memorial Day weekend is like really when the island opens up, you know, like because it's like the unofficial start to summer. So tons of great people, um, tons of people on the on the island that day. The weather was perfect. We played mini golf, went on a carriage tour, had a really nice dinner right there on Lake Lake Huron. I almost said Michigan. That would have been a big mistake. Uh, then we uh, then we uh, went over to um, to Quaminon Falls the next day. Saw the big waterfall. Went over to Pitchard Rock, so Lake Superior, which is this awesome thing um, where you go on this boat, this cruise, really, and then you get to see like these awesome rocks and like a lot of them like had these like cool like images. Like if you look like close enough, use your imagination, like you can see like faces and all these like hearts <laughs> and things like that. It's really neat. It's like a two-hour ride, but it's a it's a good ride, and the weather was really perfect for that because I've been on there where it's been super cold there in Lake Superior. Um, so yeah, so then later that night we had some pizza, you know, then we made our way back down and went to this huge spring, um, that pumps out like 10 gallons of water a minute. Um, it was really cool. The problem with that though, was really mosquito-y. So yeah. we had to like buy tons of bug spray, you know, like, and we're still getting torn up on this little raft we're on. And then we, um, stopped off at Lake Michigan on the beach. So Marlosa got to see three of the five great so lakes. You guys did, you, yeah, except for what? Uh, you didn't see Huron or Erie, right? No, Those so, the other two. no, no we, we saw, saw Huron. So Huron so Erie in so Ontario. The, you didn't see Ontario. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so the Straits of Mackinac is where Lake Michigan and Huron meet. So Marlosa saw those two, then we went up to Superior. Yeah. So Erie touches a little bit of Michigan, like on the east side of the state, not by much. And then Ontario is more like New York and um, um, Canada, really, yeah, yeah. Um, over there. So... She definitely got some good Great Lakes in. Got she got some car time. You know, she's a New Yorker, so she's not in a car very much. So she definitely got I her. Think about I never thought about that. Yeah, she's from like the city. Yeah, I'd be like the real yeah. city. Like us West, Midwesterners, man, we drive everywhere, yeah, right? So we're used to long road trips. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't kinda, think about that. Did she think that was yeah. wild to me? Because to us, that's nothing. Like you just drive across the state for five. She six, did pretty hours. good. Um, she slept sometimes, you know, which is what <laughs> what you do in a car ride, yeah, right? You do. Like when you're going from place to place. So. She got That's some cool. good napping in. But yeah, like lots of great eating, lots of conversation. The Mackinac Island day was perfect. I did my favorite run that I always like to do when I'm on the island where you run the perimeter. It's a nice 8.2-mile trek where you're constantly looking at the at the lake. You can see the bridge and all, all these beautiful nature sites. It's just an awesome run. And I'm tired. So, yeah, I, know. I mean, yeah. all the time in the car, all that fresh air because we were like constantly outside getting fresh air. We were lucky and fortunate to have a great weather weekend. But now that it's Monday at the time of this recording, I've been at it for three days. I am tired, but ready to take some listener questions. This is my favorite show to record. Absolutely. It's one of those things like you get home from your, you know, Walt Disney World vacation, you're exhausted. You had a good time, but you're just go, go, go. And you're outside and you're, you're doing stuff. And, you know, I, I'm sure you're kind of like that. But first, uh, yeah. so, yeah, well, real quick, the, the connection that I had with Disney and you sent a picture to uh, Wade and myself. And I, I guess a lot of the people who go to Mackinac Island are are just kind of day guests and they go and then they leave, I guess, as, as you know, yeah. the, the evening sets in and kind of leave. 
but you guys, I guess, had a hotel there that night, and it just looked like the Main Street it area, the downtown area, and you took a picture, and it just looked like, oh, my gosh, it's like Main Street. If you could stay there at park closing, it was so cool looking. Just a band. It's so cool. It is so cool. And then, like, this time of year, like, the days are super long, too. So, like, at, like, 9.30, 9.35 is when the sun was setting. Um, the next day, when we went further west up to um, Lake Superior, the sunset was at 9.55. Like, like, isn't that just awesome? That's wild. It, it's so crazy. <laughs> but the real, the best way to do it, because this is like Marlesa's first time, so we wanted to show her a lot of things, right? The best way to do Mackinac, though, is like do two or three days and just like take your time, rent bikes. Just take a day where you just sit on a porch and just relax and just enjoy in the atmosphere. Um, so that's something that we were kind of missing. That's why we're so exhausted because we were just on the go. But that is the real way to do it, which I hope to maybe do later this summer where you just get a couple of days where you just do nothing and relax. Yeah. I always say I'm going to do that at Walt Disney World. Then you get down there and we're all fall guilty know, right? of that, right? Like, I'm just going to sit on a bench. I'm just going to chill at my hotel. And we never... You know, that's what I'm doing this summer. Out. We'll see how it goes, but that's what I plan on. I mean, that, like my first two days, like before the cruise, we don't have park tickets. Like I just keep telling myself, I'm just going to go to the pool and just chill at Coronado and watch. We'll end up at Disney Springs running around doing all you know, oh, it's yeah. going to happen, but we'll see. Okay. First question of the day. I've been waiting to answer this one for about two weeks because you had to be on the show because it's from Claire. She's in Boston. And she says, episode 2288, BOGP open line on May 14th. Scott casually slid in Scotty feeling Yachty playlist. What is this glorious set list? Can Scott please share? Can someone please make the remix tape? Thanks for putting out an awesome podcast every week, Claire. So you did mention this. And uh, so she just wants a little 411 on this Scotty feeling Yachty playlist that I think you uh, listen to at the pool sometimes. I love I love the question, Claire. But yeah, yes. Yeah, so actually, right now we're like it is officially yacht rock season. Like yes, when XM is. Radio launches their yacht rock, which they did about a week ago, it's it's officially the time. But I always have Scotty feeling yachty queued up. Like it could be a cold December night, and you just feel like, oh man, I wish I was out on that water getting yachty right now. So I always have it ready. Um, but yeah, I'll be more than happy to share it. It's basically like. A mix of like my like top 100 ish i would say yacht rock songs you know so when you're at the pool when you're on a long car drive wherever you may be you might be like just on the deck just like hanging out like talking with family having a fire or whatever it is the perfect playlist for that it's on apple itunes so i can make it shareable so i will do that this week and then maybe i'll tweet it out or mike can get in touch yep, with claire get to let her know where to find it but yep scotty's feeling yachty all right per- <laughs> and it is i mean because we We've all been on the podcast, Pam, Scott, Ricky. We've all been kind of going back and forth in the uh, in the text messages about, you know, oh, it's uh, you know, we got a little uh, reminiscing by uh, a little river band playing, or you know, uh, that we see because yacht rock is is upon yeah. us. I and will say I have some deep cuts in there because like there's some because it's my playlist. It's Scotty is feeling that. Right. It's not Mike is feeling that. No, that's right. So no, I'm there are bored. some tunes that might be specific towards me that you don't see on normal yacht rocks stations, but that's all right. If you don't like them, you can just skip by them. But hopefully you learn something good from it. Hollow Note's one of my favorite artists, but I just don't consider them Yacht Rock. I love them. Though. Oh, you tuned out there for no, a second. No, I said, I said, no, I said Hollow Notes are one of my favorite artists of all time. Love Hollow Notes, but I just don't consider them Yacht Rock. I know there's some bands I don't like. I think this is what started it because we were talking about Air Supply, right? No, they are. Like, totally. Air Supply is not. Now, see, to I me, they Air are. Supply is Yacht Rock. I, I think they are. I, see, yeah, that's I, that's why I like Yacht Rock because you can debate it. But yeah, 
Even the nights exactly. are better. Okay, next question, because we'll get into that forever. Uh, Ashley's got a question. Hey there, I know I've asked a question recently, but y'all are a great resource. This may be a silly question, but we're, we're returning to Disney after a 10-year hiatus, and we're staying at All-Star Movies. Every video I watch about these resorts shows the beds just covered in sheets, although no one ever seems to complain about being cold on the videos. I know Florida's hot, but I do like a blanket. Do we ask for those at the front desk? Since I'm driving, do I bring my own? Do we all just sleep in a light layer of sheets, and is it fine? Help me clear up the mystery. Thanks again. Ashley's in Villa Rica, Georgia. So now... I have the same issue and I have actually in the past packed a blanket and brought it with me. Now I have a thin blanket. It's actually a Be Our Guest podcast blanket. I got made on some, I, I think Pam got it made for me like for a birthday or something. It's not super thick so I can pack it into a suitcase because I am one at home. Like in our bedroom, I have a big thick Mizzou blanket because we keep when we go to bed, man, we put the air down cold all year round. Like it's cold in our house. And so when I go to Walt Disney World, I just got to I need something heavy on top of me. And I, it's it freaks, like I, I can't stand that there's nothing like that. So I just deal with it when I'm there sometimes if I don't bring a blanket, but I do pack a blanket sometimes. But I think I want to say, am I not wrong, Scott, that there's a blanket like up in the like up on the corner, maybe like packed away. Yeah. So like in the closet area, they sometimes have extra pillows and blankets that you can open up. So we, we will use that sometimes because we like extra pillows too, a lot of the time. So we like to get into that, but we usually do have a blanket, at least one because Emily is usually cold. So, and sometimes on a plane, you can get cold. So we tend to pack some blankets for, for our travel. And then it just kind of carries over into the resort. So sometimes we use them. Sometimes they just stay in our backpacks. But like you, Mike, I like to make the room really cold. So and the girls don't like it as much. So they like to have the extra blanket. So so yeah. So you do have the extra blanket that you can get from the closet, or yeah, you can pack your own if that works for you too. Especially if I'm driving, I would totally bring one because you just throw it in the car. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean, what's oh, yeah, gonna hurt easy. there? Yeah. I mean, flying it's more of a challenge because you know blankets are gonna take up a ton of space. But I would try to find like mine's a it's like a fleece blanket, so it's rather thin, but it's still it's another layer. And so it gets the job yeah. done. Yeah, I, when they got I know a lot of people said, you know, Pam Forrester was like the one that really led this this cheering was that I'm so glad they got rid of those bedspreads, you know, probably about seven, eight years ago, whenever they did that five years ago, because who knows, you know, how often they clean those. And I never thought about it. So she said that, you know, because I was like, oh, I love them because they're heavy and like that. They're, you know, old school. That's how I grew up. You know, I always had those. But it is a cleaner look with that. You know, in those beds are so dang tight to get into. Like, especially, at Pop, I swear at Pop Century, I got to pry myself into those sheets. Like, they're so dang tight. Like, you can barely fit in They there. are tight. <laughs> I'm glad they got rid of the bedspreads, though, because we always took them off anyway. And then did you, you? Like, had to find a place to put them. And see, like, I never did. I never thought about it. it. Yeah. You, you did. You see, I wonder how many people did that. Like, I never thought yeah, about always it. always did. So maybe that's what they saw. Maybe the, the mouse maybe. was like, hey, like seven out of 10 rooms, like take these off. Like maybe we don't need these anymore, you know, but it's probably time to like replace them. And they're like, well, people aren't using them. So why, why buy them yeah. again? Yeah. That's, it's so funny because I, I never even thought about it. We I just jumped in like, okay, woof, got under them. Anyway, next questions from Jessica out in New Jersey. Hello, Mike, Pam, Ricky, and Scotty G. I'm a long time listener and love your show. Me and my family are DVC members and we go often, but this is our first trip since my son turned three and he has his own annual pass now. 
My question is, is Ryder Swap the same as before he needed tickets? Or even if I pay for a ride like Rise of the Resistance and Seven Dwarves? We used to take turns taking him on rides and staying with my daughter, so I'm not sure if we're doing it right to begin with. Also, we'll be staying at Boardwalk 10 days the week of the 4th of July. Do you know if any of the special characters or events they do at any of the parks for the holiday? We will have park reservations at Epcot for the 4th just to see the fireworks. I didn't do the cruise because my daughter will only be 9 months at the time, but hoping to see everyone before or after... Thanks so much for all you do, Jessica. Okay, so first of all, let's answer the question. So he's three, he's got his own ticket. Rider swap. It's, just, it, it's not based on age, it's based on height, correct? I mean, exactly. the, the, yep. that has nothing to do with age or whether somebody has a ticket or not. It's just based on whether the kid is tall enough to ride the attraction. Am I right on that? Yep, been a yep while. you're absolutely right. I saw, I never used Rider swap, but I've seen it used in the park. So, and Jessica asked about Rise of the Resistance and Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, those ones that you buy the individual lightning lane for. And I've seen those work as well. <clears throat> so as long as your child isn't, doesn't meet that height requirement and you actually did pay for it, you have the correct amount of admission for that fast pass, you can still use Rider Swap for those two. Yeah, I think that, yeah. So you, you're going to be fine. And the, the lucky thing is, is that the, you know, I, I always said that Paige called Mallory like a golden fast pass because that's what it was back in the day because she got to ride twice, right? She got to ride with both Pam and myself because when we did the rider swap, one of us would sit with Mallory at the time, but she got to go both times. So that was kind of a lucky thing for her. So your second child will get to. Or, the you golden know, fast pass. Yeah, I mean, I like that's that. what I said. Like You should be, you should love your daughter or your uh, sister Mallory because you get to ride everything <laughs> two times. Um <laughs> And then uh, special events around. The, we've been many times over the Fourth of July to Walt Disney World. We tend to go to Epcot for the Fourth of July. We, ironically enough, we tend to go to um, uh, Chefs de France <laughs> on the Fourth of July and have dinner, and then we watch fireworks many times. We had a big meetup uh, in Japan too one year. It was God. We had so many people come out and see us. It was uh, still one of my favorite days ever. I couldn't believe it. Uh, but just walk Jessica through like some of the things that go on at the 4th of July, like from your memory. We, we've had pool, epic pool days on the 4th of July, too, by the way. Yeah, we've had epic pool days at the boardwalk on 4th of July. Yes, um, yes we have. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's a day. I mean, it's not as chaotic as like New Year's Eve would be at, at Epcot, but it's still a big deal, right? I mean, it's a huge day for fireworks and things like that. And a lot of people go to Epcot. But I would just say, you know, if you want to, you want to be there at night, obviously. So just like take it easy, right? I mean, you're right there by the resort, so maybe maybe sleep in a little bit, have your pool day. It's going to be hot, you know. It's Fourth of July there in, in Florida. It's going to be a hot day, so just have fun at the resort, and then maybe like casually roll in. Make sure you have your ADR right because it's going to be kind of busy. Make sure you can eat, and then like yeah, get your spot for the Fourth Fourth of July fireworks. As far as like characters around the resort. I don't recall in the past there really being many characters like out on 4th of July, like at the boardwalk per se, but um, they, they do try to tend to have some activities. I would just try to, as soon as you can, as soon as they release anything, look at like an activities guide for the resort and they might have some more information there. Now we'll say Disney has been doing these. Now these, these, I don't think these are something you can count on, but they have been doing those character caravans where all of a sudden, like at the Riviera, this, this like little uh, camper van, will show up and all of a sudden the characters will be at the Riviera for like an hour and just, you know, two or three characters will show up, get your picture with them. And I will say that during crazy busy times, I've seen characters on the pool deck at beach club and yacht club at storm along Bay. 
Yep. And so maybe over at the boardwalk, who knows? I mean, so I'm not saying I would not count on this, but just keep your head on a swivel. You may see, you know, maybe mm-hmm. Daisy Duck, Donald Duck, uh, you know, cruising through your pool deck, you know, but I mean, don't plan your day for that, but I mean, it could happen. So that'd be great. And uh, 4th of July is a great time to be there, though. It is. It's so much fun. But just that is a day, like Scott just said, you really don't want to rope drop Epcot. You are not. It's so hard to make it to the fireworks. Like you want to pool day it, chill, relax, go in like late afternoon with an ADR to sit down restaurant, get in the air conditioning and then pop out of your air conditioned restaurant from dinner at like six o'clock and just chill, you know, and just like, okay, we're here for the fireworks. Another thing, too, at. at at the board box since your dbc too like go to the um, like the dbc community center too yes. they might be doing some like fourth of july related stuff and it might probably won't even be for that just particular day it might be for the whole week they're doing like american themed activities you know there'd be so you know, i wouldn't be surprised if you saw anything like that either and if you don't get lunch at uh regal eagle you're doing it wrong come on <laughs> oh come on now <laughs> okay brian's got a question and we got to clarify this for him because we almost have him doing something wrong here What's up, fellas? Maybe I dropped this, but I thought at one point I heard you guys say that you could get a Monte Cristo sandwich somewhere at the Riviera. We're staying at Caribbean Beach this July. I was hoping to hop on over to grab one. I hate to tell you this, but we got good news. Good news and bad news. You can't get a Monte Cristo over at the Riviera. However, the sandwich we're talking about is almost as epic. It's really good. It's called the Scott. What's it called again? The croque madame. Okay, yeah, the croque madame. It's, yeah, bre- it's a breakfast sandwich. It, well, it's it's available all day. It's is on it? it's oh, on the menu okay. all day because I've looked. Yeah, it's it's all day, but it is like a breakfast sandwich. So it's so uh, it's kind of like, like your Monte. I mean, it's not. It's I could see it kind of on the same lines as Monte Cristo. The big difference is that it there's an egg dip. on it. Yeah, and it doesn't have like the the powdered sugar. Or yeah, the, or it's the not dip. fried really like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so but it's, it's good really though. But it's kind of like similar meats. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. They both have like turkey. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really good though. Yeah, I would. It I is. put them next to each other. It's super good. Both sandwiches. I mean, they are worth definite. Brian, it's worth walking over and getting the sandwich. It is amazing. Yeah. And I would tell Mark, Brian though, like if he ever makes his way out to Anaheim, he's got to get a. Um, God, it was about Blue Bayou ADR so you can have the Monte Cristo out there too because that's really good if what? he's a Monte Cristo guy. I'm just saying still, I'm just saying it because you're here because you scheduled this this ADR that we had out there. One of my best days ever was our last day at Disneyland. We had we had our, our meal at Blue Bayou. Monte Cristo, Hurricanes with my family, with your family. I mean... I just remember sitting there thinking it just doesn't get much better than this, man. With my best buds, his family, my family, like I'm sitting in parts of the Caribbean, having an amazing sandwich, a hurricane. We had a great waiter. I was like, yeah. I mean, just had an awesome trip. I was like, oh, yeah. man, that was the best day. I I, do that yeah, it was, it was a really great day. But now I got it's, it's got me thinking, where's the Monte Cristo of Walt Disney World? I think we got a research assignment now, Mike. We got a... We gotta go to all the places and locate that Monte Cristo. There is is there not a Monte Cristo on property world somewhere? I don't know. It's got me. It's got it me thinking. I'm gonna do some research, Brian. I'll let you know what I find out. But there's got to be one somewhere. See, I had this problem here. Now, now Blue Traveler Girl here in the in the chat will get this because it as uh, it Gingham's. You know Gingham's. You've been to Gingham's when you're here in St. Louis. It's in a new location, like two doors over now. But we went there Saturday night for dinner. And they have a they have a really good Monte Cristo on because it's a diner, and 
They have a good Monte Cristo too, but I went for breakfast food. I had to get biscuits and gravy and pancakes. But I almost got the Monte Cristo because I get, it's hard to pass up a Monte Cristo when it's on the menu. And now I'm craving I one. I, I might have to go there tonight. Anyway, you got to go to you got to go to Colombia and go to Cheddar's and get one. There. Yes, I know we don't have Cheddar's. I for real. I and Paige is in Colombia because she's uh, she's there with the basketball coach. And she's not changing jobs. I shouldn't have even said that out loud. She's still working for UIC. She's just there on a visit. Okay. But she walks into the, she's going to meet, to talk with, you know, the Mizzou basketball coach. She walks out of the house. She's got UIC stuff on from head to toe. I'm like, Paige, you have closets full of Mizzou stuff. Put on some old Mizzou stuff. She's like, I didn't bring any with me. I'm like, there's stuff down here still. Take your stuff out of your old closet. It's in my, it's in my studio now, which used to be her bedroom. Anyway, next uh, question. Uh, it says BOGP podcast question, mom, dad's night out in Epcot. Uh, I have a trip to Walt Disney World coming up this August with two families, 12 of us all together. We're starting the trip with five nights at Caribbean Beach Resort and then seven nights in a vacation home in Windsor Hills. While at Caribbean Beach, we're planning on a mom's night out. And then another night is dad's night out. Any suggestions of what we could do? I'm thinking in and around Epcot as uh, as it'll be easy to hop on the Skyliner looking for unique special things to focus on with our friends. And while we're not looking after the kids who are aged one to seven two. thanks. Love the podcast and all you do. Emma is listening all the way over in Hampshire, United Kingdom. How about that? So awesome. <laughs> I like this. You're doing them. I don't know if you're doing this the same time. The mom's dad, out. mom's not out. Dad's not out. I can't tell. So I think it's separate because I think they're gonna someone's gonna watch the kids, right? So mom's oh, night out, the dads watch the kids. Is how I'm you. thinking. It's you're, be. Yeah, you're pretty smart there. I like that because the dads got to watch kids and the mom's got to watch kids and the other kids go play. Yeah. So okay, give us some insight here, uh, great Gonzo. What, what, what are you gonna do? I mean, so this can be kind of tricky, right? Because I don't know like what all the interests are. Because my big go-to, right? Um, and I'm thinking, I mean, this could go for either group, but like if you like cocktails or if you like to have a beer, like like tour the world showcase, right? It seems like the no brainer to me. Like you're from the UK, maybe start on the Canada side so that you can go to the UK, go to the, go to the pub, you know, throw, throw down a couple pints and just kind of like snack and eat around world showcase. I would still say like book a reservation, you know, they like have an ADR, like a Mike, you like beer garden. It's a place I haven't been to, but I beer garden could be garden. a fun place. Right. Yes. Where like where you could just kind of be loud. Cause like, that's what you like to do when the moms and dads are out. Like, I know that's how I am. Like I got, I like to be loud, you know, and you don't want to go to like a, like a chef's de France where it's kind of quiet in there. You know, you want to be a little more rowdy. So like a, like a Rose and crown or like a beer garden could be like a good place for an ADR. So you can get kind of loose, have fun. And then just tour a world showcase. I agree with that for either, either group, right? Either, I mean, group, either group. Yeah. This doesn't matter for either. And you know, Rob says jelly rolls. That'd be a fun place where you could cut loose and just have a good time. That's the dueling piano bar over at the boardwalk. Uh, the boardwalk in general would be a good place just to kind of go stroll. Uh, yeah. Let's see. I'm thinking. I would like. To, I would also like to end all of this with some competitive mini golf over by the Swan and Dolphin at the Fantasia Gardens. Like that's kind of fun too, right? The dads are like, "All right, we're gonna have a tournament now." You know, like you know, the loser has to buy a round at Epcot or whatever. You can kind of make it spin into some competitive way. Moms can do that too. So everyone can do this. So I think it'd be kind of fun. And don't forget too. I mean, they're coming from the UK and I don't know how prevalent bowling is over there. Again, I, I've never traveled overseas except for like on cruises to the Caribbean. So, I mean, Splitsville is kind of fun. You could bowl, you could get, they have really good food too. But I mean, I wouldn't probably to make it more of a night out, I might end with some bowling 
and then you know maybe go to a place like uh, Mormoto Asia and have a good meal, or you know, there's so many places to eat at Disney Springs. You know, just find a place that everybody likes, get get cocktails, maybe at Jock Lindsay's, a meal somewhere, do some bowling, grab, you know, if you want to shop, whatever it is, you know. But no matter what you do, if you end up at Epcot doing like the the Rose and Crown of the Beer Garden and doing some drink sampling around the world, you must pay tribute to Impressions de France in France, is all I got to say. But they're from the UK. Is that cool? We're going to do that. That is, that is cool. Like we just need that. We just need, we just need everyone going to that show to bump the attendance. So maybe they'll add more show times to the greatest attraction at Epcot. We do. All right. We have also Brian says bowling at Splitsville is always a good time. Correct. Okay. We have a couple of suggestions. We think for a Monte Cristo possibly. So people let us know if you know this, uh, Rick says possibly Tortuga Tavern has one. Is Tortuga Tavern back open? It's like seasonally open sometimes. It's so seasonal. I think it's just like you just don't know. Like it's you just myth. roll up there and like, ah, yeah, we're we're open. Today. Yeah, you're like, I got to give the secret knock. Okay, come on. <laughs> it's the speakeasy. There. <laughs> it's like yeah, whatever. It's not open. And then uh, Jennifer says there's a special Monte Cristo at the Plaza. Last time they were there, that was really now the Plaza would make sense to have a Monte Cristo because the plaza is that to me at Walt Disney world reminds me the most of a restaurant at Disneyland. Does that not remind you the most of a Disneyland restaurant at world? The plaza. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me. Um, yeah. So I don't know if it's on their permanent menu, but that, that might be something I have to research this summer now. Like now I might have to look into the plaza. That sounds good. Okay. So if there's not a Monte Cristo on property at Walt Disney world, and I don't even get into politics ever on this show, but that needs to be put into law. Like forget all the other politics. We don't talk about that here. That's where we all need to put the wood behind our arrows. That There needs to be a law that there has to be at least that there can never be a point where there is not a Monte Cristo on some menu on. It doesn't matter. Like it could be over at steakhouse 71. It could be at geyser point. I don't care. It could be at Olivia's. Like it doesn't even have to be at a theme park. There has to be a Monte Cristo available at some point. So if you're on Disney vacation at Walt Disney World, you you can get your 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 teeth into a fried ham sandwich that you can dip into some strawberry jam with some powdered sugar. Come on. So here's a great question you for you. What if what if they decide, yes, we're gonna listen to you, Mike? Like you're absolutely right. We need to get a Monte Cristo. It's gonna go to ABC commissary. We're still oh, gonna keep stop. the buffalo. No, we're still gonna no. be the buffalo no, sandwich no. on there. Like, what do you do? Do you alternate which one you get or the right answer you just get both every time no i can't get both because that'd be too much uh you could share it like you could share it with me like we each get a half of money okay we have to do yeah that's that would be the answer there yeah that 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 is the correct answer hang on Oh, that's saying the right button that's a different shade of blue it was a joke And Rob says the pool bar at the Riviera some now why the pool bar at the Riviera has a Monte Cristo sometimes that does he why would the pool bar at the Riviera have a Monte Cristo? Like, that is so random. Why wouldn't a solid restaurant always have a good Monte Cristo? The pool I, bar. I love this topic, though. I love that Brian brought this up because now I just want to, like, go on the Monte Cristo tour. Like, I'm going to go to all food courts. And <laughs> you could, like, could French Quarter or Riverside have one, too, maybe? They like, should. Like, yes, to go. Because, yeah. I mean, they got the beignets, right? I mean, they could just dip yeah. them right there next to it. Come on now. Like it's not yeah. that hard. Just make a ham sandwich. I'm gonna do. It. I'm. It's, it's a research assignment in the making. This is gonna happen. It is. I gotta know. And I mean, I've said in the past, right? If I ever run for president, one of my platforms is to get rid of freestyle Coke machines. I hate those things. Those are at French Quarter too, by the way. 
you get an eight-year-old up there, it's going to take them 15 minutes to make a soda. Like, just stop. Like, just make your soda. Like, this, that and the Monte Cristo thing, I could be president. Okay, Thomas has a question here. Mike and BOGB crew, I need help, and it's in all caps. So, let's see. I'm getting ready to book dining for our upcoming trip in August. My family, myself, wife, and 11-year-old daughter love Mexican food. Oh, man, you came to the right place. <laughs> Thomas, let me just tell you. Here we go. And we really want to book a dinner at the Mexican Pavilion in Epcot. There's a debate between my wife and I on which dinner reservation we should pick, San Angel Inn or La Hacienda de San Angel. Which ADR would you prefer and why? I'm going to do whatever my wife wants. <laughs> Smart. But maybe I can use your opinions to help sway her to my preferred choice. Uh-oh. Uh, Does he say what his preferred choice? Choices in this email. I don't think so. So to be fair, I won't. Here we go. So to be so to be fair, I won't tell you which restaurant she picked. Thanks so much. Love the show. Thomas is out in Ohio. Okay, so here we go. Okay, let me just ask you first. If you had to pick, it's time for ADRs. You want to get some Mexican? Sit down, Epcot. You gonna go to San Angel Inn? Are you gonna go to uh, La Hacienda? I enjoy both very much, but. In their new pandemic world, the Las La Hacienda took off my favorite menu item they have at their restaurant. And because of that, I'm going to San Angel Inn because they've always been consistent. They've always been there for me. It's romantic. I know you're going to have your family with you, but I just love that vibe of like it being dark in there. You got the, the volcano in the background. So I'm going to San Angel. Like it's always been consistent for me. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, You cannot beat. And this goes back to my very first, like one of my, I mean, this was, this goes all the way back to when I was going to Walt Disney World and we would get the Berm, Berm Bombs guides because the one restaurant that I saw in the Berm Bombs guide that I was like, someday, because this was back when I thought it was too expensive to sit down at a restaurant at Walt Disney World, right? We only ate like, you know, hot dogs and hamburgers at quick service places because I mean, when I grew up, like at Six Flags, you didn't eat in the park. It was too expensive. Like we we left the park at lunchtime and we drove my grandpa's pickup down to KFC and we all sat in the in the bed of the truck and ate a bucket of chicken. That's how we went to a theme park. So I my brain was all messed up. You didn't eat in a theme park, but we were on vacation, so we had to, but we didn't eat sit-down food. We only ate quick service. But I told myself when I saw that, you know, the book, I'm like, dude, there's a volcano inside the restaurant and it's Mexican someday. That is kind of happened. Like I, you know, I had really lofty goals, people, but I did, and I still think you can't beat the ambiance of that place. I think the foods are similar. I think the menu's a little bit better at La Hacienda, but in the one thing about La, the San Angel, the the atmosphere is awesome. The boats going by, the smoke coming out of the pyramid. It, you got to go there. It's it's amazing, but it is so. And I know I'm getting older. It is so dang dark in there. It doesn't matter what they serve you. You can't see it. Like, I don't know. They could like, I, I order something and it's real, like it's real Mexican food. Cause it's not like, you're not going to get like an enchilada and a taco. Like I get at my place at LS Teca. Like I'm not getting the 15. It's real fancy stuff, but I mean, it doesn't matter. Like I can't see what it is anyway. And it all kind of tastes similar. So I'm good. <laughs> it, it's good food. I mean, but it's, you can't see it. It's so dark. It's it is dark in there, and that's why I like that vibe better. But La Hacienda, like if you time it right too, you might have like a firework view, viewing, you know. And it's that's um, true. I like the menu there, but they had this like this platter for two, Mike, where it just like loaded everything on this huge platter, which was like my go-to over at La Hacienda. And now, like, I mean, the menu is still good. Maybe I need to check it out again because it's been a little while. But like, 
just for like the atmosphere, like everything you just hit upon, like San Angel is my, uh, my answer. Now. So I'm trying to think. So with, so I would go San Angel though, for the atmosphere, Hacienda, probably a little bit for the menu, but yeah, overall San Angel is what we're saying. I'm thinking. And either way, your family's going to win because yeah. you're going to have a great night. You are eating Mexican food. So just go, just go with your wife's answer as the, as the right one. I, I would. would say. <laughs> that's, like, that's actually really what the best answer is. I'm trying to think and though. I'm, I'm so curious to know what it was. And here's the other thing. Uh, this is what I was thinking of. I kind of lost my train of thought there for a second. I was having a senior moment. The cantina is a really good place to get counter service Mexican too. So if, if like you want that kind of vibe on that side of the world showcase promenade, you know, like you want to go say you were kind of hoping for La Hacienda, but you end up going to San Angel Inn, which I mean, that's a win because of the atmosphere. Maybe on another day you can get counter service Mexican food at the cantina and sit in there along the water. And that's an awesome, I mean, that is one of the best places to get counter service food. And that food is actually good. The empanadas, the, they have really good guacamole. You can get a margarita there. I, that's, yeah, I like it. It's a good spot. All right. We have a question here. It just popped up. So I was trying to get to this for Adam. Going on the Disney Wish in June of 2024 for three nights. Since the cruise is so short, we want to take, uh, we want to use this opportunity to tour Port Canaveral and also visit Universal and Vero Beach DVC Resort. Looking for suggestions on how to sequence these stops, considering we'll need a rental for at least portions of the trip not opposed to using uber when necessary so okay so he's going on the disney wish in june of next year three night cruise so we've done this we've stayed over at port canaveral it's a really interesting place there's a lot to do over there so what, what would you have you been to, you've never been to vero have you have you no but i've heard so many wonderful things about vero and that's almost like if you're asking for like it sounds like adam's asking for like the the order of operations yeah, how yeah. to do this like I would almost do like universal first and just like wear yourself out. Right. Like, like go, go, go do all the attractions and all that. Then make your way to Port Canaveral, do some touring there, go on your ship and, and a ship, the cruise is relaxing. Right. But there's, there's a lot of activities you're going to be doing too. Right. You're going to maybe, maybe do some wine and some tastings or whatever. You're going to go to Castaway Key and do like a bunch of ventures there. So, I mean, you're going to be doing stuff while relaxing, but the Vero beach is like, the ultimate relaxation you're just there on the beach enjoying like the the calmness you know it's a little bit quieter over there than the cruise so that's kind of like how i would finish off the trip and i know he has a question about transportation but that's the order i would like to go i don't know what you're thinking mike no it sounds about right to me too and it's you know that's i like because you do have a short cruise so take advantage and really kind of segment it right but you're right universal first wear yourself out because everything else is going to be chill and just kind of recover and be like whoo you know, not to sound relaxed. So what would you say as far as transportation? Because you are one who always rents a car. Yeah, I mean, so I would just quote my options because I'm even doing, I'm considering this for our cruise that we have coming up in about a month is, it seems silly, right? To rent a car and pay for a rental car and park your car at Port Canaveral. But sometimes depending on the price you get, it might actually be more cost savings than doing a, a transfer of some sort, like having like a car service take you, you know, so you guys, like, I would just say crunch some numbers and then also consider the Ubers, right? So maybe you, maybe you rent the car for the first half of the trip and then you take a, an Uber to Port Canaveral. But I think you're going to want your car because of where like Vero is. Like I know Vero is like a little bit of a, a hike compared to everything else. So I would recommend like maybe after you get off the ship, find a car rental close by in port and then do your car for your Vero part of the trip because 
I believe parking would be free if you're if you're a DBC member too staying there. So you would have free parking, which would be good. So I would do I would try to do the car rental after the cruise to get to Vero and then back to the airport. All right, good tip and have a good time, uh, Adam. Okay, we got two questions, real quick one. I think this one's a good one for you because you use Disney gift cards a lot, Scott. And I I wasn't sure about this one. Uh, it's from Aaron. It says, "Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. We're going to Disney Springs the first day of our trip in June." Do the following except Disney gift cards, Raglan Road, T-Rex Cafe, and Splitsville. Do places like that, have you ever tried to use a Disney gift card there? Because I'm not a Disney gift card user very often. Yeah, so how I use my gift cards usually is I, I just load them all up, right? Like I put like, you know, max amount, like five to $600, $700, or whatever on them. And I use my, if I'm staying on a site, I use my magic band for everything and then That's I'll just pay use. it off at the resort. I just think it's easier because then you could just do one swipe of the gift card and just pay for all your purchases. Um, that's a good I idea. Believe, that I way mean, you I could just, use them anywhere. That's that's a, actually a great thought. Yeah. That way you could totally use them. Yeah, exactly. But not all these restaurants. I mean, Disney Springs is weird, right? Because it's not all Disney, Disney owned own, restaurants yeah. in, in, you know, shopping districts. So a lot of times they might not even accept magic bands. And if that's the case, if they're not accepting magic bands, I would say they're probably not accepting the Disney um, gift card. But I've, I would say most of them do. I believe you can go out into the websites and kind of search that too to confirm like what type of payments they ought, they accept. In most cases, they would accept the Disney gift card, I would say. Yeah, I would think it would be more hassle if they didn't because mm -hmm. just the, the environment, a lot of people have them. So, yep. all right, last uh, question of the day from our live chat here from Patricia. Thanks for joining us on Facebook as we record live. Going down in August and staying off-site with a car for the first time, would we be able to park the car at Hollywood and ride the Skyliner to Epcot to start the day if we plan to park hop in the afternoon back to Hollywood Studios? Any other tips for off-site or parking are welcome as well. Okay, so let's think about this. She wants to drive over to Hollywood Studios, park the car, so you'd be paying to park the car at Hollywood Studios, jump on the Skyliner, go to Epcot. Yeah, you'd be able to do that. That'd be totally fine, right? I would just say, like, just check on the hours of operation for the Skyliner because... Yeah, so you can get back. <laughs> so you make sure, yeah, because if Epcot is opening later than Hollywood Studios, you want to make sure, like, the Hollywood line on the Skyliner is still going to be open by the time you're ready to leave Epcot and such. That I would just hate to be stranded in your car, stuck at Hollywood Studios. And the thing about the Skyliner, you always have to remember is watch the sky because yeah. bad weather shuts the Skyliner down. And any kind of lightning, heavy winds, stuff like that, that Skyliner will shut down. So you're going to have, I mean, you could probably still get back by bus, but that's going to take a whole lot longer. So just yeah. be aware. I've seen this happen where like people try to leave Hollywood Studios and use the boat to go to Epcot, but then like the boat might not make it in time where international gateway will open again. So then their car is at Epcot because they went over the studios. Like I've seen like nightmare things happen like that. So just keep your eye on the hours and consider like the sky too. <laughs> like you said, yes. like, like, yeah. Well, they can play all kinds of havoc with when you're, I mean, the Skyliner is great, but you do have to, the Skyliner is weather dependent big time. Cause I got burned. I didn't get burned by that when I was down my last trip, but I did get to where I had to be creative where the Skyliner got shut down everybody slammed to the pop centuries uh bus area and i decided i just went on the first i ended up at the riviera and took an uber back to pop and i beat like i saved an hour yeah. for like seven worst months. case scenario though she could leave epcot and just take walk the walk the, yeah yep. walk the boardwalk resorts and take that path over um i mean that'd be a long hike but that would be the worst case scenario yeah it's 15 minute walk you could do it i mean yeah i mean it's better than that <laughs> I, I think it's gonna be longer like if you're leaving world <laughs> showcase you gotta walk all the way around the resorts 
I guess you would walk to boardwalk and that would cut some space. Yeah. You would walk the boardwalk and then get on the path over there. Yeah, maybe yeah. like 20 to 25 minutes. Yeah. I mean, I know you walk yeah. fast. Not everyone has a six four <laughs> with long legs. We'll see. I mean, yeah, we gotta get to your car. All right. We'll say great questions today. Thank you so much for those. If you have a question for an upcoming podcast, let me know. It's Mike at BRGuestPodcast.com. Just put list or question in the header and we'll get to it right away. Don't forget, our podcast are always brought to you by the magic for less travel. We'd love to help you plan your next Walt Disney World vacation. And don't forget those 2024 packages were released today so we can book 2023 Walt Disney World vacations and 2024 Walt Disney World vacations. Now, exciting times. And remember, 2024 vacations have Disney dining plans available, quick service and standard Disney dining plans. Yes, Disney listened and we can include the food now. So just swing by the website, themagicforless.com, fill out that free, no obligation quote form. And if you mention the show, that quote comes to me and I would love to work with you and help you plan a magical Disney vacation. Also Disney Cruise Line, Disneyland and Adventures by Disney as well. So check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Just click through that anytime you shop online. It really helps us out throughout the year. Again, BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you to our patrons who support our show. Make everything possible. You allow us to upgrade our video systems here that we're using now. It's really helped the show get better. And our patrons get a bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every week. So if you'd like to join us and support us over there, we'd love it. Come on over patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Give Scott a follow on the social media. He's at Epscott, E-P-S-C-O-T. I'm at be our guest Mike. So give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter. We'd love to talk to you this week. And of course, we'll have a live call-in show this Sunday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. You can watch the show and be a part of it. Give us a call. We'll talk Disney with you. All right, we're going to jump out of here. We'll be back again on Friday where we are going to do one of our drafts. That's right. We have a good time with those. We got a lot of great feedback last time we did a few of those shows, and we're going to draft a few topics. We don't know what we're going to draft yet, so stay tuned for that. We'll let you know on the social media, but it's going to be fun. So until we get back together, you guys have a great Wednesday. So for Scott, I'm Mike. Wishing you a great Wednesday. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.